Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Access Podcast. My name is Elon. I'm taking over this week with my friends. I got Kenzie here. Hey. And Janessa. <laughs> hey. And Maggie. Hey. We're all a part of the Access community, and we have a lot of things in common. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that being three of us at this table are Enneagram 9s. One of us doesn't know what that means. (laughs) Kenzie, tell us all about it. Yeah, Kenzie. That means in this conversation, there's going to be a lot of agreement. (laughs) (laughs) And none of us are really going to want to lead the conversation, but it's going to happen. Somebody's got to. That's why. I can Mm -hmm. guarantee you I'm not a nine. We'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't lead it, Janessa will just hop right in. Here we go. And Janessa's the, you're the curly hair queen at this church. Uh, Thank you, boo. (laughs) Thank you. She has all the tips. I received that. She's helped so many girls find their curls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I can attest to Yeah, Maggie. Maggie knows. Maggie, what? One's sitting right here. (laughs) What's your experience working with the curl queen? Wow. It's just been incredible. (laughs) I knew nothing. And then Janessa showered all of her wisdom on me. (laughs) And now you know. I know. And my curls are thriving. (laughs) Reaching her full curl potential. That's what I call that. Align you next. You're going to dip your head back in my jacuzzi tub at home and I'm going to wash your hair. Can I? (gasps) Yes, girl. Really? Like Jesus washed their feet. I washed your hair. (laughs) <laughs> you sure you want to do that oh absolutely it's like a i mean i have braids right now but it's like a it's a forest in there <laughs> there's a lot going on it's a forest in there <laughs> you know there's just a lot going on i'm not scared she's not scared okay you know nobody would ever know i have curly hair you know how many no, times i know we talked about <laughs> it you know how many times i won two truths and a lie with curly hair <laughs> Kenzie, I'm sending you I've the tried videos to right now. To girl, go curly. You just need to meet with a curl queen. Yeah. yeah, I need accountability in it. I need to start charging for my time after you help Kenzie yeah. out. Yeah, no, I'll send you the videos right now, Kenzie. She's doing it right now. There we go. Um, okay. If you're listening, but you're part of the accountability team. Yeah, me and oh boy, <laughs> go, Melanie Kenzie, tells go. me all the time. She's like, there just, is a girl. Just schedule consultations with people. And impart your wisdom. I'm like, you're right. I should. You should. You should mm-hmm. start an account. That's what she said, too. <laughs> All right. God, I hear you affirming. I hear it. I'm not ignoring. Thank you, Kenzie. Welcome. You guys are so sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we, uh, let's see. Come on. I'm so excited <laughs> to jump in. I'm so excited. Well, <clears throat> today uh, we are going to be talking about how to navigate. Um, slash steward slash the whole not everything but we're talking about sex drive and navigating your sexuality as a woman um and single women we're all singles so um amen we, praise we just, god we, we for just that. Gonna put that out there for <laughs> you guys um the guys did a podcast last week talking about it so we're doing the girl perspective um okay um so let's talk about sex Let's talk about sex. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. Mm-hmm. And so, 
<laughs> Maggie starts dancing. Yes. We have two dancers at the table, by the way. So oh, yeah. uh, constant, <laughs> constant movement. Um, so. So let's talk about sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> I thought oh. you were going to say more. I feel like this is just a taboo topic that the church has really steered away for, from for so many years. And at least at Res, it's starting to become more of a topic that we're comfortable talking about. Yeah, but normal. I think the viewpoint is a lot from the male perspective. And so I just appreciate us having this conversation because I think girls need to talk about it because yeah. it's just like a taboo topic. And I feel like people don't think that girls have a sex desire or like, mm-hmm. you know, a drive for sex. But we do. We were created with hormones just like guys. So, Right. And mm-hmm. to bounce off of that, the core value that sex is about, it's about connection, intimacy, and comfort. And so <clears throat> sex is designed to be a safe place where both people are present and vulnerably giving themselves to each other, which makes, you know, it that just kind of, that's why it's not just a male thing or a, just a girl thing. It's a mutual thing that people desire because that's what God created. That's what God intended it to be so I want to quickly kind of break down um, what I mean by sex is about connection intimacy and comfort so intimacy is like being close and familiar and usually affect affectionate with another person or with a group and that looks different in so many ways intimacy could just be opening yourself up a lot deeper with someone else it could be you know just be able to tap someone on the shoulder Um, then connection is knowing that our story is not an isolated story and that you build connection in different ways. It's by being in, um, having your own community and branching out into different communities. It's just having a good, you know, a connection with your family. That's a form of connection. And then comfort is the need to be soothed, reassured and encouraged, which I feel like a lot of women really I mean, I resonate with that. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be soothed and I value encouraged, that. validated and loved. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, see, that's the that's the radio voice I'm talking about. <laughs> validated and loved. <laughs> like, a radio voice along. What up? What up? <laughs> Anyways, uh, the one who designed us for inti- intimacy, connection, and comfort will be faithful to help us meet our needs. And so, I think that it's important to know that there's core values within sex and those do get achieved when you have when you get married and you have sex but God designed us also to have those values met when we're single because there's a lot of people who well I mean I've never met anyone but you hear about people who have lived lives of singleness who don't get married who don't have kids and who don't have sex and so they have these same values it doesn't like change for each person it's what God has put in us and so there is a way for us as women and as men to help navigate and fill those values of intimacy, connection, and comfort. Yeah. Mm, That's good. Yeah, the core needs can be filled by God no matter what stage of life you're in, single, engaged, married. He can can be the source, but then he didn't design you to go through it alone. Right. Right. Hmm. I also wanted to say this. I wanted to say it earlier, but I didn't. I just wanted to like 
start off with breaking the lie that girls don't have a sexual desire or struggle with lust or have, you know, this desire for intimacy. And I think that's what it really is for a woman. It's not always lust. It's really just this intimate relationship that we're craving. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when we say that girls don't have that, it's kind of saying the opposite of how God created us, you know, which Mm -hmm. allows us to think of our God like that. And so I think we've just always had this perspective of ladies like in the church of be ladylike and pure and polished. And so we, you know, it's not something we talk about. And so that's why I'm just happy that we're talking about this. But um, yeah, we were created with hormones just like men. And anyways, I feel like if anything, the world is pushing women to explore that like that lie if you will Mm -hmm. like is that is that true and that's how I think sex has gotten pushed really hard on women to be this sexually desired lusted after human you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. now it's like now it's like when you see a you know a sexy like, if you follow somebody on Instagram, it's not uncommon for her to be wearing, like, a cheeky bikini. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, like, that's, it's almost become more normal mm-hmm. for, to be sexy, you know? And for women to, like, quote-unquote own that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it harder on other women, is you see that and you're like, but I want to look like that. But right. I know I'm not supposed to flaunt it, but, right. like, I still want to <laughs> look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't know God's, if you don't know God's like idea of what, how you should present yourself Mm -hmm. and who you really are, you're like, oh, that's what normal is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And that goes back to what Alan was saying of the really the deep desire that we have. And that's the reason why women may dress immodestly is because they really just want to be known and they want to be chosen pursued right and so they may dress like that to get the attention oh for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. yeah you know um i think it talks about it in captivating it's a book by john eldridge and stacy eldridge and plug yeah straight (laughs) plug it's a really great book (laughs) he has a there's a book for guys called wild at heart and it's really good i didn't read it but because i haven't got time to because it's good to read stuff on both things but anyways um like what i've heard just is like men are considered the pursuer you know steve harvey will say men are hunters you know when they want something like like, (laughs) they're gonna go after it that's what he says (laughs) (laughs) and but women like we have this desire to be pursued Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i think the world will take this desire of being pursued and say well if you want to be pursued you need to dress this way because it's going to get you pursued and some women don't do that they they'll be like well I'm just a woman and I want to do you know my own thing but what makes like having a sex drive and and just being women's different is we want to be pursued and that doesn't mean we don't step out but there's because we were you know we were literally created from man from Adam and so there's a part of us is that's longing for that pursuit and that connection and that just like the closeness. The closeness, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we want to be noticed. I think it was, what's the, is it Sloan from Moral Revolution? Yeah. That, um, the podcast that you said to listen to, she was like, 
I almost just I want to be I want to know I'm being noticed mm-hmm. right in a room yeah. and I'm like oh my gosh I totally resonate with that like just knowing that you're being looked at and knowing that you're you know being mm-hmm. watched right affirmed yeah mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it yeah it basically is affirmation but like um I just like I just like kind of didn't realize how that's that's a form of it you know what I mean like and mm-hmm. how in in high school it was like it was huge for me when I didn't know the Lord but even now it's still there but I just like and I don't think it's like a bad thing to right. have that I mean there's a healthy way to to steward that and right. to know that like right. your God is pursuing you like but are you turning to face your pursuer mm-hmm. is a is a huge question that I think a lot of Christian women don't always ask themselves yeah right for sure um just to kind of be clear what a sex drive is it's a desire to have sex and that a sex drive i is like not a bad thing um as long as you steward it well and so for women um i was reading online these this is what i found are some of the big like things that impact a woman's sex drive Mm. um and that's your emotional connection with your spouse uh your beliefs about sex previous good or bad experiences, your seasons of life, what you were taught about sex, emotions like depression, anxiety, shame, joy, love, acceptance, peace, self-hatred, or your hormones. And um, yeah, hormones are real. And we have a wonderful person who works in the medical field. (laughs) Praise the Lord. To back that up. Uh, Yeah, I... (laughs) I, I remember learning about this in school, mm-hmm. like t- talking about this subject. And it's funny because you're not learning about it from a biblical perspective, but right. having like the biological, like, mm-hmm. ana- like the anatomy and learning about it was so like cool and fascinating to me. And it's like, whoa, that's how God created us. But I think it's just good to like educate ourselves of like our, ho- our ho- hormones and when our hormones are increased in why we might have like an increase in sex drive throughout the month. I think that's something like girls don't really talk about, but God created us to have babies. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that time of the month where you're ovulating, do usually like day 14, you have the most hormones you're ever going to like, you're ever going to have mm-hmm. during that time of the month. And because of that, you have an increase in estrogen. You have an increase of testosterone, which is like what males have. So you're going to have that increase in sex drive. So just to be aware of that, of like that could be a trigger, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. even like, I know this is really odd to say, but that time of the month, like you have an increase of blood flow, just like right. males. And so that part, like that down there is more sensitive. And so that also might be a trigger of like having an increase in sex drive. And so I just think it's important to to know that and to be aware of it you know that's so good i'm so glad you talked about that i love when science and bible meet. Mm-hmm. it's it just makes me feel so much more aware mm-hmm. right it's a it's a god-given desire but lust is feeding those fleshly desires so are you like using it how god you know intended it or are you letting your flesh mm-hmm. you know, right. take hold yeah it goes back to like when you feel triggered um saying like okay why am i feeling this way oh well it might be day 14 you Mm -hmm. know what i mean or um or whatever like something might have happened you know Mm -hmm. bad or good and i think it was i'm going back to that podcast just Mm because it's fresh in my brain 
about how she's like, okay, like, what do you need right now? You know, do you need intimacy? Yeah. Do you need, do you need adventure? Cause girls need adventure too. Mm-hmm. Like I need to have fun and blow off steam. Mm-hmm. Do you need to be comforted? Comforted. Was it a bad thing? Have you had a long day? Mm-hmm. Do you need to just like go talk to Alan and vent like all those things? Yeah. Are you anxious? Yeah. I, like that's a big trigger people yeah Mm -hmm. it's like taking the thoughts captive taking the feelings captive like okay i'm feeling this way but god who do you say i am holy spirit like reveal to me what i need right now in this moment yeah Mm -hmm. i mean a good example i just did it like i've always want i have my dog passed away last year and so i've always kind of wanted a dog and i was gonna say did you actually get a dog i did get a dog oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i got a puppy but congratulations (laughs) i'm a new mom (laughs) but one of the reasons why i got a dog is because i've been lacking companionship Mm. and you know um it's not like i don't have friends but you know when i'm i live 20 minutes away i'm an only child you know there's a lot of different factors that are in play in my life where some like the best way for me to fill that need of companionship instead of having an unhealthy lust towards someone like to a guy or something is to get a dog. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, single women think they can't get a dog until they get married. And I will tell you right now, you can definitely get a dog and not be married or have a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, even just like with my puppy right now, like she, like I was washing my face this morning she sat on my feet and I felt so like that, like that feeling of like connection connection was there and it and it instead of me just like being mopey and sad i'm like well now i have this dog and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. pour my my time and my effort into loving this dog because this dog already loves me which is great yeah (laughs) so i'm not gonna take it back so good (laughs) i actually had that same experience i have a cat not a dog (laughs) but just the other night she just jumped up on my bed and like was laying at my feet right before i fell asleep and i was like oh this is just so nice to have that like connection and that like, oh, like, and I just started praying because I was like, oh my gosh, like this was something that I needed that I didn't realize like right before I fell asleep. And then I was like, oh God, you brought my little kitty in. (laughs) And it was just like such a comfort to like, remember that like, oh, there is like connection and companionship Mm -hmm. even through a pet. Mm -hmm. And that was just really sweet. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. Gotta yeah. love dogs. I've never yeah. had a pet. Maybe I should get one. <laughs> or we can move in together. Yeah, that's an option. <laughs> okay, we'll cut that one out. <laughs> um, so what was the turning point in your life uh, that changed your view on sex or, like, your sex drive? Like, what, like, misconceptions have you had and what, changed in that area because i mean we talked about some healthy ways to deal with like those needs but i can tell you right now like four years ago i was not meeting those needs in a healthy way and Mm -hmm. there was a shift in my spirit and in my heart and with my you know my mind on how to uh meet those needs in a way that gives glory to god and recognizes god's love and his goodness so what what was a turning point for you guys or what has been? That's a really good question. Um, I think my view changed when I knew the purpose of sex mm-hmm. um, and when I knew the value of it and when I understood the design and why God created it. Mm-hmm. I think like growing up, I 
my goodness, I was clueless. Like I, for the longest time, thought that sex was just making out. <laughs> like that's all. Like I just thought it was making out. And and before that, <laughs> this is like, oh my goodness. Before that, I thought that God just chose when a girl got pregnant. This is what my little mind thought. Oh my goodness. I thought that God chose when a girl was pregnant and that you got to choose the dad. So like I just was like, <laughs> I was so clueless. Like I just did not That's understand. Awesome. Like such an innocent innocent nice. mind trying to like create I don't even know. But yeah. Like before I, your parents talked to you about it or like before Yeah, yeah. before anything. I think also like in school you start like at, at least in public school, like fourth grade, right? When you start That's getting crazy, yeah. Taught what sex is. I did not listen. Like I think they talked about it, but I didn't have the ears to listen because I was not, I didn't want to hear about that. It was just gross to me. Yeah. So I think when I truly understood the design of sex um, and to know that God loves sex and he invented it and it's a good thing is really when my, my I had a shift in my mind. Um, and just for me going on the journey of healing of some things that I did in the past, um, I wanted to hear what God had to say about sex. And I just had never really looked into the Bible, like, what does he say about it? Like, is this a good thing? You yeah. know, and I never had read Song of Solomon, you know, and mm-hmm. it's actually an awesome book. It's pretty heated, but, um, yeah, I think really once I knew what it was is really where I, I didn't have the desire to have sex out of marriage anymore because mm-hmm. I was like, this is something like I can glorify God in outside of marriage, like purity, like it can be a thing that I'm a part of now, mm-hmm. you know, it's a way of worshiping God. And so, yeah, I would say that's when I had a big shift is when, like knowing the true meaning. But before that, yeah, it's a long, that's a long story <laughs> for another day. <laughs> another day, mm-hmm. another vlog. <laughs> it's a radio voice that came back. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Janessa, Maggie. Maggie needs to talk more. All right, Maggie. <laughs> Give her the what mic. was your turning point? My turning point. Um, I think <laughs> I'll try not to laugh the whole time. Um, for me, it was actually going to that um, Access Sex and God conference mm-hmm. and realizing that like it's not like how you're like your sexual sins or whatever are not something to be ashamed of, mm-hmm. and that was huge for me. Like when I actually like verbally like told someone for Mm -hmm. the first time and like the immediate freedom and healing and just saying it and having that person like truly be like accepting you in that place. Mm -hmm. And then also realizing that like the Lord is accepting me in that place. And that changed everything for me. Like it was just like this crazy, like, like it was really hard to have those first initial like conversations, but once that happened, like the Lord, like totally like met me where I was at and then mm-hmm. like swept me off my feet. And I was like, oh, OK, like there can be freedom in this yeah. area that like I felt so trapped in. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like for me, it was having those hard conversations with people that like you can really trust and like mm-hmm. who aren't going to like shame you for what you did and all of that. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's so good. You want me to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> um, man, 
sex drive and like turning point for um like understanding God's design for sex like honestly I feel like I really it was really um described and explained in a way that I could understand it at the sex and God conference Mm -hmm. like I've gone through the discipleship program I've um been actively attending res for like like the past like two two and a half years um but I feel like I I actually it was like broken down into baby steps Mm -hmm. at the sex and god conference like um when uh when Emily Mayo was uh talking about um god's design for sex um I thought that that was so good like how you know the world tries to take the purpose out of it and take the creator out of it and without the creator there is no purpose like i was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh what like that's so good hold mm-hmm. on i'm gonna see i have i probably have it like right up in here um <laughs> She was talking about, like, being convicted of her righteousness, like, having, I don't know, just, like, I think, yeah, it was, like, sex and God and how um, it was just broken down for me, like, to the, to the simplest thing of, like, you know, here's your sexuality. It's not only made for sex. Mm-hmm. I was, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. like, mm-hmm. mind blown. Like, I don't. I don't like I've, again I've been actively involved here for a long time but I don't on, honestly it was never like point blank said that way mm-hmm. right and um sometimes that's what it takes like sometimes mm-hmm. a, a pastor might be saying that but you're not getting it you right, know what I mean yeah. and um so I'm not saying that Rez has never said it before but that was the point where I actually heard it and got it and Emily Mayo has shared her testimony like at the winter retreat mm-hmm. I've heard it twice at the winter retreat now, now that <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm serving. But, like, I still feel like I never really heard, like, God's design for your sexuality as a single person yeah. really before uh, sexing God. So that was kind of my turning point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. I, like, see a theme here. It's, like, when we finally understood, yeah, right. like, the image of what it's supposed to be, like, sex. And when we, like, the creation of it, like, yeah. that's yeah. when we finally, like, it mm-hmm. sounds like we all got healing. But, Ellen, yeah. you didn't share, so. Um, um, I, so, before I joined, I was in the discipleship program, like, two or three years ago. And before I joined, um, I had a moment where I got freed from a lot of my sexual past and sexual history. And so, as I was going through the program, um. I was talking with a friend and I just had this moment. It was more about marriage and relationships, but I just realized that like you could learn about how to have healthy relationships. And for me, like that was something that I was never like I've, I've seen healthy relationships growing up, but it wasn't like, this is how you do it. Like Mm -hmm. if I was a kid or when I was a kid, if I was mad and my parents were upset and my parents tried to talk to me, I would run to my room and like, I wouldn't, open up about it they never like pushed me to be vulnerable and open about that stuff and so when I was in the program and I realized that I could actually learn about like how to have a healthy marriage and how to have healthy relationships I think this was around when Michael Todd released the first 
uh single or yeah. relationship goals like mm-hmm. uh series and so i watched that and then i just kept learning more about how to have a he- like a healthy marriage how to steward your singleness and then it brought me into this whole new world of Christ- like healthy christian singleness dating engagement and marriage mm-hmm. and since that i guess that was 2018 since that point i've been there's a few podcasts that i listen to on a weekly basis when I want to listen to podcasts, but there's podcasts I listen to regularly that talk about this. And so that's when I realized that I could actually prepare myself in my singleness for marriage. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's do it. And then now, like um, I said, I think last year I started going to counseling and that has helped me so much because I know, I don't know what it is, but I know that there's things in my life and in my past that affect my relationships now. And so that's been helpful for me to kind of figure out, um like my it helps me take my old perception of sex and steward it in a new way so I can honestly like because I'm pursuing to have healthy relationships it's helping me change my perception on sex like I understand it's good and I understand that it's something that glorifies God and so now I'm on this journey of like okay how can I improve my relationships in my life that's really good i mean relationships are where emotional intimacy happens Mm -hmm. right and if you know how to do that in a healthy way yeah how much easier is it going to be for you when you meet your husband Mm -hmm. want a good marriage yeah (laughs) a great marriage yeah god marriage relational like relational motivator is huge for women you know i was Mm -hmm. talking to lana about like a guy sees a woman that's like half naked and it's going to be really hard for them not to have these lustful thoughts. Right. For me, I see a naked guy and I'm like, gross. Like, <laughs> I don't, like we're not wired the same. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like for us, it's that closeness. It's the intimacy. It's the relational motivator. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just because it's different than guys doesn't mean that it's non-existent. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's like guys still need the emotional intimacy, totally. you know, but Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. Right. You would rather, it's more of like, ooh, he's serving in like all yes. these ministries. Yeah, like that's what turns you on. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's totally. like seeing him oh, be like Oh, he got two Jesus. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he got two jobs. <laughs> yeah. And oh, we were he, talking. He's friend with his mama. Like he takes care of his family. Like No, he, he don't right. want to be too close with his mama. Or, you know, <laughs> he treats his mama right. Yeah. That's right. what I meant to say. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, even in that, like, there can be healthy in that and there can be unhealthy. Like, we were talking about the whole, like, daydreamer. Like, that can be dangerous for women is, like, you see that in a guy. Like, you see them serving and you see all of this and you're starting to, like. Lust. Yeah. You you start to have lustful thoughts. And it may not, like, be, like, oh, I imagine us have sex. But, like, you start to have this daydream of, like. What could it be like? To have yeah. well that and like to have a life with them and yeah like, not sex right. but like yeah I'm, I'm thinking like what would it be like for me to be with them yeah yes right. like right. oh like we would start dating and and then we would get married and then we'd have kids like you start your mind just like goes on a spiral totally. and it can mm-hmm. be unhealthy because right. that person right. doesn't even know your name yeah it's <laughs> right. still fantasizing yeah like at the end of the day like yeah it's and then you like try to validate it because you're like well if I can imagine myself with him then I know that like he's a good one and I should right. like I should <laughs> continue this like 
it's courtship, okay. whatever. Yeah, you justify it. You justify it, it yeah. by yeah. that. And I think I think it's help I think there's a point in like dating and stuff where you should kind of take that moment and pause, like when you're close to getting engaged For and sure. say, Okay, wait, can I imagine that? But I think sure. if you do it prematurely Honey. It's lust, yeah. Totally. Like, yeah. Gotta go check I'm so that. glad you said that. Oh my gosh, Kenzie's bringing some good stuff, y'all. <laughs> um. And I think that's like important where accountability comes in because right. like even mm. in the dating process, that mm-hmm. is huge. Like I remember when my best friend started dating her boyfriend and I just wanted to be so excited and I was so excited, but I had to be careful with what I said because I didn't want to start this daydream process of like, Mm. Oh, you guys are going to get married. You're going to have babies and it's going to look like this. And like, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I don't want to like send her down a road. You know what I mean? So that's where accountability comes in with each other of like, if you are dating a guy, like how are we going to conversate about it instead of like encourage the daydreaming? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Wow. Sorry. How much time do we have? <laughs> um, we can keep going. I kind of want to talk about, like, I want to hear what you guys have to say about, like, shame and how that has affected you. Because I think that's one of the enemy's biggest tactics with sexual sin. Yeah. Is shame. Like, um... How has how has shame affected you in regards to maybe like sexual history? Right. I could tell you how my how shame in a like one of those freedom moments like mm. that I got freedom from. Shame in that moment in that lie I believe totally turned me towards sex, mm-hmm. and my defense was sex mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, but if you want to talk about that, I can. If you don't want to, Alec can cut that out too. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think like I'm more of like I, I guess for me like I shame was a huge player on why I had like struggled so much in high school and in middle school with like porn and and masturbation because I was so afraid of like letting someone know one because it wasn't talked about for females. I even like mm-hmm. you know as I got, once I was like really fed up with this struggle, I was like, okay, I need to like look online. Like, how do I fix this thing? And it's always like this manly guy. It's like, how to say no to porn. And it's, it's like, okay, but I'm a, I'm a girl. Like <laughs> I'm a little different. How do I, how do I, found, I'm a little different. Right? <laughs> it, it, you know, I don't have a, like a, I'm not lumberjack. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to I don't look like that I don't look like that how do I find that and it just wasn't talked about mm-hmm. and so and even like even within like testimonies from women it was never talked about so I just felt like okay well I'm not going to tell anyone about this because to me no one knows about it and um I'm not going to tell nobody because if no one knows about it that means I'm the only one struggling and then I mean my my in the process of like changing my perspective on like sex and my sex drive is when I, I had a moment with Jesus that freed me from that. And so I know that's not for everyone. I know that that's not how everyone's stories uh, pan out, but that's how I kind of like from that moment I had with Jesus, I didn't have any shame towards my story. I shared my testimony on the podcast like a few months ago and I mean, I had an encounter with Jesus that's changed that for me. And so, and I, there's still things that I have shame for, but specifically with my own sexual past, like I don't let, 
I don't, I don't let that hold me back or affect me anymore. It's, it's part of like renewing your mind. It's in Mm -hmm. that process of like, um, I mean, yeah, it's in that process of like when you get baptized and, and the Bible talks about like you are a new creation and you can, as a believer, you can disconnect and detach from that sexual sexual temptation does not have to continue to yeah. rule over your life because you there is a new spirit that you get and that happened with me and I think that's what changed is that I like go of that old spirit of trying to fix it myself and to hold it you know keep it in my little bubble and I let God come in and give me that new spirit and I said okay this is my new spirit I accept this new spirit and I'm going to do whatever I can to know God better and in light of that you know God came he partnered with me like he is supposed to do because he's faithful and he helped me find that freedom Mm -hmm. and so it detached me from shame that's so good thanks for sharing that yeah there's something about like yeah just like the whole sanctification process like it's beautiful and I I heard I was listening to a podcast once and I remember him saying like we all like when you struggle with lust, you keep telling yourself one last time, I'm only going to like take part in this one last time. And he's like, man, that is like, so like, you're just getting dragged. And he's like, what if you said, um, instead you can say the last time is behind me. And like, mm-hmm. what a fresh of breath air that would be. Like if you just kept saying, the last time is behind me like this isn't something I have to struggle with and because of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. like I have the strength mm-hmm. to say no yeah so um what in light of that like what I can share um, but I want to open up to you guys like what habits or disciplines have you kind of started to implement in your life to help uh nap to help because we still have that sex drive does I mean you get a new creation, but you still got to work the, with that flesh. You know, it, it. you don't get a new face. You get a new spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so what are like some disciplines or habits that you've implemented in your life to help um, navigate that drive? Vroom, vroom. Um, I, for me, <laughs> um, especially like when Kenzie was talking about like way back at the beginning of this with like day 14 like where all of that hormones are like (laughs) (laughs) it's true um I like go for a walk or like work out with Mm -hmm. my like I get my sister and I'm like hey let's work out Mm -hmm. (laughs) um or like I don't know like put on some worship music and just worship with the Lord or um just pray with the pray with God, be like, hey, (laughs) I'm feeling like, how can I steward this differently? Um, Or like, oftentimes, like, at night when you're about to go to sleep, like, I just throw on some worship music while I'm falling asleep so that there's none of that, like, temptation from, like, my thoughts or whatever, because my thoughts are on the Lord through that um, Mm -hmm. music. And so, yeah, those are just some things that have helped me. That's good. Worked out. (laughs) yeah yeah before uh sex and god conference um i was there was just like it was just me fighting with my sex drive Mm -hmm. like for a long time and i would just like just like 
close my eyes and just pray really hard. I'm just like, God, please help me. God, please help me. God, please help me. God, please help me. And then um, I remember kind of like during the winter, fall time, it was like I couldn't even help it because it it kept happening like like in the middle of the night when I was like half conscious, like half awake in a dream. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I'd be masturbating. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what the heck? Lord, help me. Like, it's not even is it even my fault? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm half awake. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. Holy Spirit, protect. I'd be like praying like at night before I fall asleep. Like, Holy Spirit, protect me and like Mm -hmm. help me. Like, even when I'm asleep. Um, And don't get me wrong. The prayers definitely helped like a lot. Like God, um, God came in and like would remove the feelings for a while and i'd but again like i'm sure it had to do with like ovulating that time of the month and like other other like things happening in my life but now it's like um it's like the practicals it's like okay i'm i need to be filling my intimacy tank i need to be filling Mm -hmm. my adventure and fun tank i need to be like um i need to be like serving and volunteering mm-hmm. and like using mm-hmm. like I love how Kyle Mervine at the peer panel at Access he was like I take that sexual energy and I use it to further the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like it's like when you feel the need to like um masturbate it's like how can you take that feeling and just be like actually I'm just gonna go serve somebody mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go do some chores for my mom mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go like walk the dog I'm just mm-hmm. gonna go I'm just going to call, call my grandma. Lord knows I'm not going to masturbate while I'm on the phone with my grandma. <laughs> I'm just going to see how somebody's doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like right. taking that energy, um, like that horniness and just being like, okay, God, how can I use this for your glory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just like open a door for me right now. Mm-hmm. And I trust you. you That's know? good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. I think I'd say there's like a couple things for me. I think one would be accountability for sure. Um, I think for like, I don't know. I think for me, like accountability in the aspect of having like that one person who you can call or that one person who you can talk through things with who, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be really uncomfortable and like awkward, but I can trust you and yeah. like you're not going to judge me. Um but like what we were talking about earlier with the whole daydreaming thing, I think that's something I've really struggled with. And so um, like the whole, you know, fantasizing over like a life with somebody sure. and like that is just as unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so I think like having that accountability with someone to know, like, let's not like walk into those conversations. Like, let's not like make a pathway for that. Mm-hmm. And so just like, I guess, creating boundaries with those people. Um, to create accountability, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I also think for me, the biggest thing that has helped me, and I don't really know if this is like practical, but um, there was a specific series that I watched. His name is Ben Stewart. I'm really not trying to do a plug right now, but like it literally transformed my whole life um, mm-hmm. when it came to like talking about sex. And mm-hmm. it was on the Song of Solomon and it just, literally changed my whole Wait, perspective is he bald yes yes he is now I watch that yes <laughs> i think so he actually wrote he a book is. man ben we we want some money it's called single <laughs> dating married and or single dating engaged married right. and it's yeah. a really good book sadie rob uh 
Man, we're plugging so it. many people. <laughs> but her and her uh, boyfriend or husband now, they read that book while they were dating. Yeah. Um, it's an it's amazing changed book. changed a lot of lives. There's a, actually a devotional in the, the Bible app, too. Man, Craig, Craig Rochelle. We're, we're, we're shooting you out, so give us some money. Yeah. That, so that. No, no, not shooting. We're, we're, <laughs> we're shouting you out. Giving you a shout out. We're yeah. giving you a shout out. <laughs> that, so that series, Single Dating Engaged and uh-huh. Married, that's a different one. This one's specifically of like sex and like talking about the purpose of it and why God created it. And it got me like excited. Like when I learned about it, it got me excited to serve like my purity and my singleness if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like it was like wow like I can I can be pure now and that's gonna bless my marriage later right you know what I mean and it just it completely gave me a new perspective and and so if I do struggle like I will literally go and watch that series again because it it motivates me to want to wait Mm -hmm. so yeah um I think for me, it's more the most recent thing for me is recognizing that I have those values of intimacy, connection, comfort, adventure, fun, and trying to figure out ways how to fill that to fill that area of like, Mm -hmm. especially and honestly, I've learned that because of my counseling, because I've talked with my counselor and she's been like, well, because I've been struggling with like loneliness. And she said, well, you don't seem like an introvert because I told her what my like I took the Myers-Briggs and she's like, you know, I want to challenge you to like be more vulnerable with people. And I was thinking about it. And it's like, you're right. Like, I have a hard time being vulnerable with people because I have this desire for intimacy and I have a desire for connection. And it's so just going through and recognizing when I have when my tanks are empty and also, you know, whenever thoughts or even like dreams, because that happens um come about I just mm-hmm. I just pray I say God like you know this is not uh, this is not of you I don't want these I, I rebuke these and and I you know move on and then yeah. I guess one other thing that I do is someone said to me a while back like when you're bored you do bad things you know mm-hmm. and so now I always keep myself busy I always do so- I'm always and it's like it's kind of gotten unhealthy sometimes, but it's gotten a lot better, you know, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm always busy. And if I'm at home, like I'm, I'm always busy doing something. Now I have a dog, so I'll definitely be busy. I'm, I have a puppy, so I have to train her, but I never, especially at night, it's either I'm going to be doing something or I'm getting ready to go to bed because mm-hmm. nighttime mm-hmm. is it. Yeah. You know, y'all know. Yeah. So I always try to make sure I keep myself busy. Um, and connected and I have people in my life that I trust to open up about if mm-hmm. you know the struggles arise yeah mm-hmm. on that point though I feel like COVID has honestly revealed how the busyness can tear you apart from being engaged in the moment like what what Jake was preaching on uh last week and I think that like I've heard a lot of research about how boredom can actually be good it's like when you're bored but not self-aware yeah mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like that's, that's where the bad things happen mm-hmm. right. but when you're bored and you're self-aware and you know that like every moment is a gift from god and you actually like bring god into your boredom like sometimes like turning off your brain right is good for a minute like sometimes mm-hmm. being like yo i'm gonna go to the movies 
buy myself a big bag of butter popcorn, get the fi- extra 50 cents for the real butter, okay? Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> you say, I just want to turn my brain off and want to watch a good movie. And, like, mm-hmm. just with Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, you don't always have to have something to do. It's the fact that when you don't know who you are right, and you don't have something to do, oh, for sure it's bad. You don't do bad things. Yeah, that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I was trying to say. Yeah, (laughs) when you like in your, I feel like our first thought when we're bored is to scroll, right? Mm -hmm. Like hundred percent, and even like as an anxiety relief, like first thought is scroll. Like, I'm like Mm -hmm. can't concentrate if I can't like engage if I can't if I don't really want to engage. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm bored, I just scroll, scroll, scroll. It's like how can you escape? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like looking to that for comfort. So it's like. You actually, like you're saying, Alon, when you're he- when you're emotionally healthy, the boredom actually gives you moments to pause and reflect. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. I think too, just continuing to talk about it. Obviously, not like let's talk about this every day because that could be an issue. But and talking to the right people, yeah. like right. talking to unbelievers who have no moral ground when it comes to sex is dangerous but i think continuing the conversation with people who are walking with jesus um Mm -hmm. that's gonna help grow you and i think you can fall into sin when you're not talking about it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah yeah and i want to encourage anybody because this has happened to me where you you have somebody who you trust but they might not be your peer necessarily and i don't say peers in the same age as you i say peer as in um somebody who's kind of spiritually mature as you that's what a peer is mm. and I've went like when I was struggling really with the masturbation this winter I like went and confessed and I was like this is what I'm this is what I'm struggling with and they were just like it's okay I do it all the time and I was just like totally not expecting mm-hmm. that like I was like, I prefaced it too. I'm like, I'm going to confess to you. Like Bible Mm -hmm. says confess. Like I want to confess. And they were like, oh, it's totally okay. I find myself doing it all the time too. And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, I'm like, no, this is, this is, this is wrong. This is a sin. Like, yeah, it's more like, you know, like, and then it turned into a ministry moment for me and that person, you know, Mm -hmm. be like, okay, like we need to. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's not necessarily quote unquote their fault because I I forgot they don't have the right picture right. of mm-hmm. God's design for sex or right. I didn't forget I didn't like think about it before I went and confessed. So I just want to encourage anybody out there. It's like confession is such a good thing, like an accountability, like Mackenzie was saying. But making sure you're going to appear and actually thinking about just because you trust this person doesn't always mean they're a peer you know what i mean for accountability right Mm -hmm. yeah well this has been a really good conversation i think we should be back again yeah Um, (laughs) part two part two but anyways um before we close out does anyone have any last um words to say to our listeners any piece of advice you want to give them um around this topic let me think (laughs) I think I wrote something down. Let me go back to my notes. I've been like, Here. I've been flipping back. My advice was my to notes. talk about it. <laughs> Kenzie's advice, talk about it. My advice would be learn about yourself, especially as a single woman. Mm-hmm. 
um, there's important there's an importance about knowing God, but there's a huge importance on understanding yourself and understanding your body and understanding your mind and understanding what passions you have and understanding like what brokenness you're dealing with. And I advocate for counseling. You don't have to have an extremely traumatic past or life to go to counseling. It's a great you there's like it's just a great thing to do if you just need to be self-aware of like who you are it's like you know it doesn't have to be this really deep conversation it can just be like I when I first started going to counseling my counselor was like so what's going on this week and for me in that my season of life that's not what I needed but you know there's different counseling styles so I wouldn't Mm -hmm. hold yourself back from seeking counseling but I really would encourage to really do some like self reflection and understand yourself more because it's going to help you navigate your intimacy tank your connection tank your comfort fun and adventure tank um and it's going to help you find freedom in this area Mm. in this conversation like doesn't always need to be so heavy yeah like we can allow it to be lighthearted like we can giggle about the weird and the awkward things and that's all we did (laughs) like the struggle is real but like Mm -hmm. you know let's it like we do need to bring it to Jesus, but mm-hmm. like we can also giggle our way through it if we have to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we all giggle. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, um, yeah. I think my practical is, um, don't uh, hide the like you know. It's like when you go to God and you find out who he is, naturally you'll find who you are because we're an image of God, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like diving into those topics and learning about those things you weren't taught. Like growing up, no matter what background you come from, like assuming most of us don't come from like the healthiest background, right? Mm -hmm. Like. There, I'd say like for the unfortunately for the majority of us we had parents that just like didn't show us the whole picture right because they didn't know the whole picture mm-hmm. like um for me I took that sexual history and I just like I put it in the closet mm-hmm. for like a long time and I just like said I'm a new creation in Christ and like let's just go let's just go on from here you know what I mean mm-hmm. I just encourage people to like start going and opening up that door. I wish I would have gone to counseling a long time ago mm-hmm. um, instead of just like doing it on my own strength. Cause I think for a long time I was like, okay, I've pretty much got these sexual desires under control. And this was like, even before I was really following the Lord, but like after high school, I kind of was like, I got these under control. I'm not crazy and wild anymore. So we're good. And then even starting to, like, follow Christ, I still kind of had that mentality. And so I just, like, stayed naive to, like, my, to, like, the whole, like, sexual history, sexual sin, God's design for sex and purity and marriage. And so I just encourage you to, like, those things that you don't know a whole lot about, but you have a good feeling they're important, just deep dive into them Mm -hmm. and, and have somebody to do it with. Yeah. Um, Because that'll make you feel a lot better if you're like, hey, friend, can you listen to this podcast with me? And like, let's talk about it. Mm. Like, let's learn together because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie. Um, My advice was to have an accountability partner, peer. I like how Janessa said it. 
because um, if you're just trying to do it by yourself, oftentimes you just get into a rut or get into a hole, and then you just feel stuck in there. So having those conversations with close, trusted peers, mentors, mm-hmm. um, and then also with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. And um, I don't know, if, I'm not editing, editing this, but we'll try to have some of the resources that we mentioned uh, linked in the show notes. Um, and just to reiterate some of them, um, Ben Stewart, he's a pastor at Passion City Church. Um, he wrote a book called Single Dating, Engaged and Married, um, Moral, Moral Revolution. I, goodness, too many R's. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing ministry uh, that just they talk about everything. Yeah. From singleness mm-hmm. to sex to masturbation, porn, you name it, LGBTQ community, all that stuff. Um, and then the two books that were mentioned were uh, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge and Captivating by John and Stacy Eldridge. Great books. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys or you won't see us at all. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. You'll for hear another from episode. us soon. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs>